You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you are all safe and well. Um, today's guest, um, he's a broadcaster, he's a writer, but most importantly, he's a hammer. It's Mark, Mark Webster. How you doing, Mark? Very well indeed, Russ. Yes, I, that, that is right. That's, that's top of the list. <laughs> you know, in the Holy Trinity. I'll, st- I'll, I'll start with that. Everything else just falls, pales by insignificance. It just falls by the wayside, doesn't it, really, when you start talking exactly. about football. <laughs> so thanks for taking the time, Mark. I mean, obviously, we're interviewing loads of people, um, different ages, um, different obviously journeys into West Ham and stuff, and so it's really nice, and I appreciate you're you're a busy man um, in your sort of broadcasting schedule. So I appreciate you taking the time for my pleasure to do so. Indeed, any any chance to kind of get a little bit of that back, I'll yeah. take. Particularly, I mean, particularly in this strange time, it's nice to sort of exactly look back right. and um, and so what we're doing, Mark, we're sort of you know almost like categorizing recording all these sort of memories for prosperity because it's, it's nice obviously with youtube you can do that type of stuff so you know we're sort of asking all of our guests what sort of were your earliest memories of west ham yeah. well here's the weird thing been going a while uh over 50 years i would have to work it out and me and my brother will probably argue about this and my mum will choose to have a certain version of it, but it's never quite the same. So I'm going to give you the one which kind of has stuck as yeah. being roughly the truth. And I think it was Coventry. And I, and I know the pitch was a ploughed field. I'm almost certain Billy Bonds missed the penalty. We were bottom right-hand corner um, of, of the Lower West, uh, sort of South Bank corner, near the old boy who, blew, who used to blow a bugle in those days. <laughs> so this is like... It might be 70. It might be that kind of territory, possibly a little bit earlier on there. And memory serves that Billy Bonds missed a penalty and it was a nil-nil. <laughs> so I could, most of that may not be true. Most of that may be myth. But this is, it's kind of stuck. Or it may be constituent parts of various different versions of it. But it would have been my mum because my old man was Arsenal. Very mm. much Arsenal. Um, and... It's never been definitively worked out this. We were, my mum was born just and lived just behind uh, the bowling ground. She was born and raised just off of Green Street. My dad was from Stepney. Um, 
he was asked as a grown-up. My mum was West Ham. The suspicion was that he wanted to go to football with his mates and have a couple of little ankle, you know, kids dragging on his ankle. So he didn't really ruin his life. You know, we didn't want to cramp his style. So we assumed that he ended, we ended up West Ham. He always maintained, we were living in Bermondsey at this stage when we were just coming to the right age. My mum and dad had a pub in Bermondsey. And I distinctly remember that he accused us of just being glory hunters and following in the 66 World Cup, which given the fact that we were like, you know, my brother was probably just out of a pram and I would have been in basically infant school. Would have, he put a lot on young shoulders there. Yes. <laughs> we worked that one out. So, so I think in the gist of it is we went with my mum because my dad quite happily used to drop us off yeah. and then go on to Highbury. <laughs> Love it. And so that's your earliest one, Mark. What would you say, you know, obviously 50 years of, of your West Ham fan career, so to speak. Um, fond memories? So what, what ones stick out most? Well, I guess um, the, I can, you know, distinctly remember being in different parts of the, you know, enjoying the, mm. the, the, the game from different parts of the ground. I was with great time in the North Bank when my kids were growing up. We loved that. Top left-hand corner where they'd sell black coffee and scotch. On those on those floodlit evenings were were fantastic. I did have a good couple of years, up some teenage years in the Chicken Run, when um, I distinctly remember that again. This one, my, my old man used to drop me off with a couple of work his workmates yeah. at Bromley by boat. So we get the the district line in, and they were like older, probably late teens and stuff. And they did this thing; they dressed up to go to football, like they were going to go straight out afterwards. Mm. And I was 13 or 14, so I copied them. So I started to dress like I was either arriving from or going to a wedding reception. Because <laughs> that's what the teenage blokes did. They, would come, they were in their going out clubber yeah. on a Saturday afternoon because they weren't going home. They were that, ready yeah. for action. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so I, did, I remember doing that particularly. But of course, and, and I'll take it all the way back to the very last game, um, and what I managed to do is I, got, I bought a ticket for myself so that my sons could be in our season tickets. There's a little group of us. My brother's mm. been going for years. His nephew, an old friend of ours, Colin, has been going forever together. And we, but there was just too many. It was a quarter into a pine pot. Couldn't get everybody into the seats. Mm. But I managed to work out. So I got to sit on my own. And I was happy. I got, so I got a photograph of the top of my three sons' head, heads at the last game, at the Man U game. And I tell you what I did is I left at halftime and walked out and never looked back and kept walking down the barking road and went to our local pub. I was living in Cannon Town at the time. Um, I used to, and the Princess Alexander, which is up on the barking road near Cannon yeah. Town end, and met them in there afterwards. And I watched the second half in there because I thought, I'm, I'm not very good at getting over <laughs> tied up in the emotion of matters so basically i avoided it yeah, yeah and yeah. i did the two yeah. things i like doing is I, I i saw the first half of the game in the ground i got that for myself yeah. and then i was with all the boys in the pub watching the second half of the win so you know and you got good, and you got a good seat in the pub for afterwards haven't you, you know, uh, I, it was all it was all beautifully mapped out trust <laughs> me trust me Love it, love it. Right, so what we're doing as well is we're, as I said, we're doing our finding out about your Hammers 11. Um, yes. Now, there's a few parameters we like to put in just to, you know, a few rules. Um, the first one is we try and keep it to a 4-4-2 as much as we can. Um, the second rule is um, it's your 11. 
So, you know, yes. there's yeah. no, there's no right or wrong answers. And, um, but it's people that are maybe your, your favorite players might not be the best players. It could be, I right. don't know, foreign 11. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's players that obviously meant something to you, or maybe you hated, you know, that'd be it. Someone will do that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> what a mighty West Ham eleven goal! That'll be bitter. That won't be that. Don't worry. There's one we have coming up soon where it's the eleven players that they shouted at most when they were watching them oh, live. Nice. So that'll be a fun one. Uh, and the last one is you have to be alive to have seen them play. So luckily, obviously, yeah. you were around for over fifty years. So you know, I can't put Bobby Moore in my team. I can put um, oh, Gary Breen, but I can't put Bobby Moore in, for example. Right so. now, have you spoken to uh, anyone of my vintage yet? In that sense, because. <laughs> Here lies the rub. I do have the opportunity, not the opportunity, I am of the Bobby Moore era. You know, I, I, I managed to get in, you know, sort of yeah. like below at the, at the deadline on that here. And I went through the process and I did what you just said to me on all yeah. the rules. And I did a 4-4-2 because that's my instinct is to do a 4-4-2. Two things happened. Someone got left out, possibly two people got left out that I couldn't leave out and I couldn't sheet by putting one of them in a position where he actually started his career but never kicked a ball for us there as far as I know. But also it occurred to me is that a lot of the players I've got in there from my favourite years played in a wing-back formation. So, I don't know if you're going to give me... I can I, give I, you the... I, I can give I you can where give I was you. going... And I can give you where I want to be. So I can you, give you some leniency, Mark, into that. I will probably fit him into when a 4-4-2. I four, two, 11, you may forgive me. You see, exactly. this is it. I will probably fit him into a 4-4-2 four, four, because I'm crap at editing. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's, oh, that's, it's that's it's for graphics right. purposes, is it? Oh, we might, you might be, listen, I might leave that thought with you. It, it could be doable looking down at it. Don't worry. Um, we'll I mean, have a go. It's a will, learning process. We've, we've got lots of time on our hands. Well, you'll be suffering the wrath of the footballing gods if you try and make this a four-four-two. You know, but you know that's that's your problem. Not that's like getting a bit sky in the jigsaw and hammering it into the elephant. You know, this is that's your choice. I'll, I'll leave that with you. Right? We'll try. We'll try. Okay. Anyway, let, let's start with in goal. That's a simple yes, one. Who's, who's going to be in goal for you, Mark? Mervyn Day, and Mervyn Day goes in goal for me because he got me at just the right time, and I got him at just the right time. He was just a, only a few years older than me in reality. He was a he was a teenager when he got started for us. He used to play with his sleeves rolled up and no mm. gloves and a really good modern base city rollers, basic haircut. You know, he looked like a, he looked like a kid from the yeah. terraces. And he was fundamentally that anyway. And he played a lot of games for us. But, of course, his career, it was a few seasons, the first few seasons, in which he was mercurial. And he was destined for England and everything, but injuries, locked in, form. He went on to have a really good career. People kind of forget about that. He played loads of games for Leeds. Mm. In, and obviously brilliant with Alan Kirbishley as well as a, as a coach. But just for a couple of seasons, played in the cup final for us as well, remember, um, Phil Parks was not too shabby a replacement, you know, so we did all right. But just for a couple of years there, this teenage boy, with, you know, this teenager with no gloves in goal, yeah. who looked like he kind of had just a, a lightness of touch about his goalkeeping. Mm. He just very balletical in his movements as well, but also very graceful with the way that he made his saves. And it was such a joy to watch. And as I, so, just for two seconds, it's all it's kind of like since I first saw him, it's always been Merv for me, my yeah. first loving goal. And he's going to have to be my last, I suppose. You know, with the, with, with with obviously mentioning dispatches for all our favourites down the years. You know, of course. Right, we'll put Merv between the sticks then. Right then, 
Let's let, let's crack on with this formation then. Let's, Here let's, we go. Right, it's collapsing immediately. <laughs> right, okay, I'll give, let me give it to you so that hopefully you can work out the plan yourself. I'm, yeah. I've got Billy Bonds. Yep. Uh, in effectively the right of a three, and the reason that is is that when he came from Chantley, he came here as he came to us as. You just dropped out there, Mark. Look, yeah. But, yeah, you're back in. Yeah, go back into Billy. It transpires that when my phone rings, um, so it rings on the la on the tablet, which is bleeding. No, I did don't not know that. Sorry. Don't so worry. I start the answer again for you. Yeah. Okay. So who have we got in your in your defence there, Mark? Okay. This is where I'm going to break the rules immediately. I've got I've got Billy Bonds. Yeah. Uh, Bonds will be on the right of my three, but you may later, you might stick him at right back because he came from Charlton to us as a right-back, but of course, let's be honest, he was a four, he was a centre-half, and then a bucket, the buccaneering midfielders, of all buccaneering midfielders. But, obviously, just so much our man. And in reality, because of my age, he's probably the definitive leader of a West Ham team for me. Uh, certain Bobby Moore's going to get mentioned. I, I, you know, I don't suppose I'm blind too much of the plot at this particular Spoiler. stage. And if you ever mention, if you said who's the captain, of course, there's only one captain, probably in the history of captaincy. Mm. But Bonds was our leader. Um, and to, the fact that, to, just to still see him around now, looking fitter than I would ever have looked in my entire life, and I'm never going to look in the future, is a, just a pleasure. But that he, was, he, was, he, he defied all odds. He, he played differently. His attitude was different. He looked different. Everything about this man, and the commitment, Mm. And and he was the for the team that was deemed to be the flair football team in football. You know, uh, you know, quote. It's happened again. Yeah, I'll I'll give him bollocking when I'm when I finished on this Don't one. Worry, leave me alone. Right, Text me, I'll say. For the man that was kind of given the fact that West Ham are meant to be, you know, with the flair side, you know. Yeah. For, the academy and all that. I know there's, you know, copyright pending and all that. And people might want to put that in quotes, but I don't. Uh, I believe it. Is that Bonds was the, the steel that you needed with the silk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and made us to make, gave our team the personality that he needed to have. So Billy Bonds in there all day, either at your right back or in my middle three. We'll put, we'll try, we'll do the middle three, Mark. I've, you know, I've got, it's a, it's a bank holiday weekend coming. I've got plenty of time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got time to kill. Fair enough. So who else? Who else have we got in that in that back three then? Next to him, Rio Ferdinand. Yep. Uh, just one, uh, just a, a joy to watch that kid come in and develop. But to mm. be fair, a joy to watch him develop his whole entire career. I mean, what a man! You know, he's he's just he's an exemplary individual. Uh, we didn't have him. You know, obviously we didn't have him for long enough. Um, there, there was an old bit of stand in our old ground, which was basically the Rio Ferdinand tribute stand, as if rumours were true, is that he got sold for decent money for, for very good reasons. But but as, as a kid to come out of, of our academy, like many did, but to be just that culture, the centre-half, mm. and just to watch him with his... And, and watching him early for us, looking like he'd been around forever, was, was just a joy. And he played a modern game that was kind of, that he was ahead of his time, I think you'll give you that, and by which I mean that by the time he's kind of getting all of his England caps and by the time he's winning everything with Man United, he is the way forward, his way of playing. Uh, and But he was so good at it. 
Mm. You know, there was a there was a European quality, an international quality to Rio, which I suppose is Peckham really anyway, isn't it? You know, so that probably explains everything. You know, South London boy, perhaps he did That is the continental flair that we're looking for. Loved him though. Loved the fact yeah. that he was that we had him as a hammer early on. No, I agree. Good shout. And I think complimenting him with with bonds at the back. Yeah. You know, as a team, he'd, Bonzi would be nurturing Rio as well. So I like that. So you're working with me now. Now yeah. you've actually, now you've got him on the field of play and it's suddenly making sense to you. That's I, the I thing. Headflow moment. Uh, so we've got, we've got, okay, so we've got Bonds, Rio. Who's going to join that, that trio? Well, Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore is there. Um, the point you made was, is a very valid one. I mean, and I, you know, I got to see him, mm. uh, I mean, I got to see him tragically at the, at the cup final playing for Fulham, which is almost too vivid a memory because I was older. I was a teenager yeah. then. But I got to see him play as a kid um, and I remember it distinctly. But of course, I was just, you know, but, but Bobby Wall sinks into the pores of your skin. As you say, you've never seen him. No. My grandkids love Bobby Moore. Yeah. What my youngest grandson is called Bobby. He, he knows why he's called Bobby. Um, and it, it, he, you know, he is just all pervasive about around everything. But um, and I remember distinctly when he when he went and Kevin Lock came in and Kevin Lock was going to be the, 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 what a job, what a, what an ask. Mm. All you got to do is come and be the West Ham number six. You're the new blonde haired West Ham number six. Come and be as impressive as Bobby Moore was. Well, that didn't quite happen, obviously, and that was almost inevitable, wasn't it? But but fundamentally. I am just delighted for the first time probably ever in my life that I'm old enough yeah. <laughs> to be able to say, I can put Bobby Moore in my team. Yeah. And so I do. The, the, uh, I could be the greatest player I've ever put on an England shirt. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And, 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 and a lovely man as well. Oh, just, just the works. Just absolute. My, um, my aunt Eileen uh, swore by him because uh, she, she used to work, do her washing and laundry in Chigwell with Tina Moore. So that obviously, so that counts as a, as basically family connection. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, excellent. So you know, well, so you, share, you must have, well, you must have shared a dryer. Your pants must have touched his pants at some time. If he was unlucky enough to have his pants touching a young boy's pants at that time. Well, there's a thought that probably we should leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move on quickly. Yeah. Okay, so we've got... We've got we've said it loud. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. My other team skills will be taken to the taken to the cleaners. Right, okay. So we've got the back three. Who are we going to have on your wing backs then, Mark? Okay, Trevor Sinclair, right-hand side. Um, and, and this is where the Condi started for me is because I think probably my favourite team was the team in which which Harry Redknapp had, mm. and he, and and Sinclair came in and eventually became this kind of the the, the right wing back, and, and and the formation I guess to a certain extent was fitting like good managers do, fitting the personnel that that Harry had to work with. Of course, he created the personnel there. That's Harry. You know, he, he didn't hate doing deals in the transfer market. No. I, I don't think I'm letting any cats out of the bag there, but. I adored Trevor Stinkler as, as a wing back. I, I did have there's options there. Mark Ward, I was I was tempted. Mm. To, you know, I again remember him ex, extremely well and really liked him at a certain age. But there was just the fact that Sinclair really helps get me out of jail. <laughs> Billy Bonds into the team, and the fact that as I say, I can just still picture him. And again, it tends to be night nighttime games. Mm. You know, it works with the floodlights at Upton Park. 
he was just unstoppable. He was brilliant for England as well. Yep. There was that period when he he was coming in. There's probably 102, that sort of territory. Yeah, I think it's when he probably really started to bed in as a... I think it was probably the transformation. I think this wing-back thing suddenly got him a decent amount of England caps. He was really good for England as well. So th there was a time there where Trevor was about as good a player as there was, as good an English player as there was playing for a couple of seasons, I would argue. So I'm delighted I get Trevor Sinclair in the right wing-back. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. And as you said, until, until probably until Declan, we haven't had a regular... England, well, Rob Green, but he had a few games in that. But like Trevor, yeah. you know, he was he was he was the regular. Like you know, he played almost the whole of World Cup. I think he had about thirteen, fourteen caps. Um, Somewhat depressing to think it's, that was that long ago, wasn't it? Because that'd be O two or whatever it was. Yeah, O two. So, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Basically, a generation. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Everything <laughs> just go. blurs into one, doesn't it? Yeah. Really? Right. Okay. Of course, we should have had another one in there. Who's my left wing back? And I'm, which I'm giving Julian the Dicks the role yep. to, of course. Um, and Frank Lampard Sr. again is, is someone I would definitely look to, to have considered in there. Stuart Pearce, I thought was wonderful in his time with us. You know, again, names that I would like to mention in dispatches. But but Dixie, kicking his way out of Euro 96 yeah. <laughs> against John Spencer, it was when it famously, and yep. then Ian Wright as well. I mean, this is all like within days of Terry Venable's name in his squad. And I don't think there was a better, there, there wasn't a better fullback at no. the time. Um, I even got fingers pointed out for having a skinhead. I mean, it's, it's a kind of ridiculous situation mm. to, to, to be in now. But worries are honestly. I don't think I need to tell anybody that. And, and the fact that he came back and played on one leg, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, did he drag that, that, that spare leg behind him, didn't he? It was, it yeah. was a, a it's like, it was like a bloke with a French stick tucked under his arm. It just, he, he, he was beaten up, and he, but he, he was still played at the perfectly good standard for us. Yeah. You know, he, I, I don't think he was, you know, perhaps he wasn't title winning, but what a man, and, and two amazing stints for us, and just nothing, and what a ping. You mm. know, what, what a lovely left. So, you know, who yeah. else? It's a, great, it's a great shout. And I think, you know, you look at that back line, there's, there's, you've got a nice mixture. Of the, we'll, we'll include the back five. You've got a nice Thank mixture of, of, obviously, you've got Rio, just elegance. You've got Trevor's pace. And you've got, obviously, obviously Bobby, for being Bobby, yeah. the classness. And yeah. then you've got a couple of people to mix it up if it gets a bit naughty in Dixie yes. and then Bonzo. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, obviously, Alvin Martin would have been a great in that yeah. job as well. Another, you know, someone else definitely worth mentioning. Ian Pierce, I loved him, you know, Me back too. in those Me days too. doing that stuff. But, you know, I think I, I think those three pick themselves, yeah. if I'm brutally honest. I, I think they're probably the, the absolute cream of the crop. Um, and the only weird thing is that should probably be about 400 England caps. Yeah. If, if, and if justice had been done with Billy Bond, so. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, that's great. That's nice, Mark. Let's move into midfield then. What, what bizarre formation have you got for the midfield now? Right. This, the, here's, the, here's some, the, the, the people that I had to leave out, yeah. Um, Glenn Johnson, who yeah. I really liked to write, I loved as a write. I, I loved, I loved the fact that we just got. I think it's fifteen games we got Glenn Johnson, and of course the sad, the the peak on see of that is going wow because this kid signed an extension of his contract, he wanted to stay, didn't he? Yeah. But he was part of the wholesale. You know, he was he was the fire sale. He went. Mm -hmm. You know, he was he was basically dragged out of the ground as far as we know, and 
but just in those few games, you just saw yet another young footballing genius coming up through our ranks. And another one would is Joe Cole. Yeah. But I've dropped Joe Cole. Because I've done what you've done. It's all of a sudden, rather than just a paper 11, I've suddenly started trying to play the 11. Yeah. And the, and the middle of my midfield is Mark Noble. Nice. And again, as much as anything else, I've got to get Mark Noble in my team. Because Mark Noble um, has been has defined our football club for two decades. Um, and has done the ridiculous thing of improving, not as only as a player, but improving his game mm. over the years. And whereas we know, and he, because he tells us, because <laughs> that's the great thing about him as anything else as well, you know, he's, he, he doesn't hold back. This, you know, Mark Noble will share his thoughts. And I think he's pretty much said, I, I, it, it, only, in, only in desperate circumstances, which there have been a few of recent times, am I a 90-minute yeah. game, every game player? He knows what his limitations are now. But he knows that part of his, his strengths is being in and around that club. And he's done wonders. And mm. it, it, in a way, two seasons ago, he was kind of liberated into a more attacking midfield really role. Great. Where I, we all thought his destiny was to basically be the man who shuttled in front of his back four. And I think um, if you know, and, until we get somebody who can really do that job for us, uh, that is probably his role. But of course, Declan's come in and made that made that easier. So just for the fact that he's basically us through and through. Um, he's as local as my dear old mum in that sense. I mean, you know, they were neighbours, apart from obviously the 70-plus years difference between them or whatever it would be. He's just done everything to, to earn his place in that team and in my team and in, in this team. And if he's not around the football club forever, it's a travesty mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form. I, I don't see him ever being more than 100 yards from the bench, either on the field or on the bench or upstairs in a technical position, that's kind of got to, you just sense that it has to be his destiny. Oh, yeah, that's sort of his path, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. hope and so. I, and, I, and, and it's been picked up a few times, it's sort of, I'd say the last, sort of definitely the last two years has been almost like a renaissance in Mark Noble. Um, yes, in that he, he would easily, two years ago, he was, he was puffing after 60, you know, yeah. puffing. And it's yeah. just like, incredible you know it's almost a bit like perlo you know perlo was like perlo rather he was it's the same sort of mercurial and he's just come this massive sort of yeah. resurgence and um, horrible injuries as well cut you know uh, foot injuries that, that would normally end a career of, of someone yeah. in that, uh, that age group and of course how much more one of your own could it be than the fact that he ain't got a lick of pace that this man has made an absolutely wonderful football career running nearly as fast as me yeah. so you know <laughs> Isn't it great? I mean, that's that's what makes him perfect. Is his yeah. imperfections. Yeah, no, I so agree. it had to be there. Had to be there. Right. Sorry, Joe Cole. Um, one of the just just uh, again another one whose career I adored to yes. see to go on because you knew that it was as as he was called. As I remember, Harry Redknapp telling me I was doing an interview once. Uh, he always uh, Ferguson would refer to him as the magician. Right. Always ring up Harry and say, "How's the magician coming on?" Like he thought he was getting him. Never yeah. happened. At least that yeah. never happened. Exactly. Yeah, he just went to Chelsea instead. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm well remembered. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we, when we signed him on his on his pro 
when he was 16, we signed him on the on the pitch. I think we were playing Chelsea as well that day, if I remember correctly. Oh, good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, anyway. so omens, omens and everything. Like lovely. Exactly. We ginked it, not jinxed it. We ginked it, as someone said to me the other day. <laughs> right. Okay. So we will put Nobes in. Who else are we gonna have in the midfield then, Mark? Uh, so Trevor Brooking, um, yep. absolutely one uh, one of my favourites. Again, someone I saw, I saw him in his pump because he, mm. he his pump was late. He started as a striker. And then there was this, so by the time I was kind of really like 70, 71, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm getting old enough to start going on my own and I'm going to a lot more games. And, and then there was a te- midfield 10, Trevor Brooking. No, no Martin Peters anymore, which is why Trevor Brooking ends up as the midfield 10. Mm. And just one of the most joy, joyful things, like poetry on the football. Did, I, I read the other day, and you have to admit, and the caveat of this is, is this is a, this from a story in which Brian Clough, was trying to buy Trevor Brooking and Bobby Moore for Derby. Okay. Can you imagine Clough's career and right. perhaps what might have, the, the 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 sliding door of that one is yeah. one thing. Yeah. But he 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 said of Trevor Brooking, he floated like a butterfly, but he stung like one as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it, which is completely uh, and I, it's a great line. And I get what he's saying because what Trev weren't doing was was winning headers and tackling. Yeah. Famous. Famous header comes against us in the cup final, you know. Let's call it a diving header, shall we, for yeah. clearly want of a better phrase. But in terms of a, a of someone who, who are, you know, perhaps he played there as a kid, but given the fact he was meant to be a, 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 a forward 10, old-fashioned, mm. the mm. fact that he had such touch and vision on the ball and was a big fella to be yeah. playing in midfield there. Pogba, that reminds me often of him moving with the ball. Because again, there's an elegance. Of this, you know, it's a yeah. tall, tall fella with elegance moving with a ball at his feet, and then and, and he's got a love. He's got a lovely range of passes, and that's what Brooking had. Mm. And then and then you only have to kind of picture some of those goals he scored, which often turn up on, a, which are just curlers into the top corner. Yeah. Not a lot of those about in his day, especially again playing on the plough field. Mm. W thirteen. You know, the, the the fact that anyone could do anything with it, with the light lightness of touch on that was amazing. So Trevor, and, and again, someone who, particularly when he teamed up with Keegan um, at England, that was like the be- you, that was as good as we've seen an England pairing for mm. ages. And it, that, just sadly, it didn't happen often enough, I think, for England. It, it weren't a great England team to kind of be trying to get in at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So Trev. Trev's in. Who's, who, who was going to complete that midfield then? Southall's finest, Alan Devonshire. Um, because you got to love a bloke who who, who you got to love a try, aren't you? And 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 this man did try him. He, he, his career was over. We bring him in for five thousand pounds, and he plays off of the left. Not he's not a, a strict winger and winger. And I think that was what his strength was. Is that I don't think defenders knew where he was going. Mm. Because he wasn't a wing out, you know, and, and you might, I'd, I'd like Stuart Slater, I loved as a kid when he came in. Uh, Matty Everington, fellas who kind of, they were eight, they were on the touchline, aiming for the byline, you know, that kind of, but Demonshi was a different kind of footballer, Wizard of the Dribble. And he was he was just so much fun to watch, and he was in a great team. And, and I guess the reason that you kind of like, is that it was a great team, he was lucky to be in, but they were lucky to have him, because he yeah. probably made them a great team. And I say great, of course, you know, we didn't win nothing. 
but it was it was what a fun team to watch sure, and and, Devin, sure. and I think Devonshire was a real catalyst in that just the nature of the way he played he he had that again sort of like we talked about Bonds as being that kind of buccaneer runner and that was Devonshire off on a run was was just a joy to watch so yeah. so I I got him in there and I think he fits this formation yeah again definitely okay so put Devin okay so now we've got two more places Mark what. Are they both strikers or are we going to have some, like, are we going to both put them up front? They're both strikers. And again, I think it works quite nicely. Yeah. Uh, I'll go to their first first. Yeah. In my, because I had, uh, my first football shirt was uh, an England number six ironed on the back as a, as a little kid. And my second was a blue and white striped shirt with number 10 ironed on the back because we sold him to Stoke, but it never occurred to my mum because she knew how much I liked Jeff Hurst, she just assumed that I would just kind of follow him in some way, <laughs> shape or form. So one Christmas, I end up wrapping the wrapping paper and I've got a, a red and white striped shirt with a number 10 ironed on the back because it's Jeff Hurst. Brilliant. But, but that's fine by me because, because obviously Hurstmore and Peters are just about... Funny how Peters not. I barely mm. remember Mike Peters and of course we lost him in 1970 in the, in the, in the deal with Jimmy Greaves. But that's what. But Mike Pierce did give us Trevor Brooking, yep. so forever, yep. you know, grateful. But Hurst and Moore were the two men that are sort of like you know uh, etched in my DNA. Sure. And, sure. and 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 Jeff Hurst just out there representing obviously England, which is what, what you know we just about got to see him do. Um, but fundamentally, I just got enough of Jeff Hurst as a West Ham player coupled with just the fact that you kind of think you remember him based on the way that people talk about it and the things that you see subsequently. So Jeff Hurst, easy for me up there. <coughs> Excuse me. That's all right. Who's but, the it, it, well, it's why I need Trevor Sinclair in the team. So that Paolo Di Canio can, can, can till kingdom come, latch on to the perfect crossfield <laughs> pass to launch himself in the midair, hold the pose for two and a half minutes, I think he did, deciding which foot to go with, and then larrap it into the other corner. Um, so Di Canio, it, it, wasn't it great that, that we got this footballer, we got this kind of Mustang that no other team could tame? Mm. He'd been at a lot of his clubs in Italy, Celtic was Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't it? Um, and I would swear no one really heard of him. It's not like everyone's going, who's going to... It's not like Cantona to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, sure. Where everyone's saying, like, who, who's going to try now and fail? It was almost, I, I think, apart from the fact, obviously, you know, pushing a ref over in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt and saying, thank you very much. Yeah, that, was, well. that was do for me. Ciao, baby. Um, so, so infamy he had. But who knew what was coming? I don't think anyone really yeah. did. And, and, and to watch a man with that much talent but work ethic as well um not apparently a brilliant traveler we are given to belief north of what perhaps it was perhaps that Sheffield chef experience in Sheffield perhaps it scarred him <laughs> he decided that if he if he had a head in that direction again only bad things would happen I don't know that I'm speculating there but just a, just a mercurial talent and again a relatively short career you'd argue with us in in that particular sense and had to go because, of course, we need it again. We're clearing the decks because of relegation and stuff like this. But whatever way you look at it, what I, the, the joy I have of Paolo Di Canio is just the joy of watching him play. 
but also the joy of him subsequently as well. Yeah. I, I don't think he goes to every old club he does and, 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 and makes like he was born there. But he does it with us, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's done, and, and obviously, you know, he did that, um, that Facebook video he posted of him doing Keepy Up, he's singing Bubbles in a 1950s West Ham. But a 1950s shirt, it's not like he's, as I said, someone picked yeah. it up, it's not like it's one he played with, it's no. one that him or his, or his agents picked up for him. Because I'm um, a big grown man, I couldn't watch all of that, just in case, <laughs> <laughs> in case I went. I know, <laughs> I know. The privacy of my own boudoir, I might watch that one day and have a little cry. With, your, head, it, with, with, your, with your headphones on, of course. Yeah, exactly, that's right, yeah. It's, it's sort of booing out loud but no one will know why because they can't hear what's happening yeah. And it, yeah exactly do you know what that's it adds to the myth adds to the legend exactly but i'm not but it's not i know in my heart i'm not basing my judgment on that i'm basing it on what he did for us mm. as a football player um and again he just represented that carefree side that we had it was i i, I just and I, do you know what cheers me up about that as well is that but even at my vintage, I don't cling on to a nostalgia. And, and I've, it's the, that, that's a relatively new unit in that sense. Yeah. You know, in, in the history of me watching football for West Ham. And, um, and I really love Slavon Bilic's side as well that, that, you know, that led us up to leaving Upton Park. I thought that was a, a joy to watch as well and a great group again. But the fact that I think probably my vintage is that team, which is why, again, I've... I've Effectively, I suppose spiritually, I've got Harry Redknapp managing this lot, haven't I? Because I've got Sinclair and Decanio in there doing it, doing that particular job. I've got Rio at the back, you know. I've clearly got Glenn Johnson and Joe Cole waiting on the bench to come on for, for away I'm, games, obviously, because Paolo yeah, exactly, turn up. So yeah, exactly. Decanio's gone. Here we go, four four two. Yeah. Got it. So, the away side, Glenn Johnson. <laughs> Glenn Johnson. I put Glenn Johnson in that one there. We'll go flat. We'll go four four two on four, that four, one two, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I put Joe Cole next to. I, I'll have to. I'm gonna have to put uh, Trevor. Bro- Joe Cole might have to play wide right. He's good. Yeah. He could do that. Yeah, he can do I'll, a job. I'll, yeah, go, I'll go. Cole, Noble, Brooking, Devonshire, Hurston. You know, and, yeah. so I can. I can adjust. You know, you I'm, can adjust I'm, as you know, go through. One has to, doesn't one? One has to, particularly with Paolo on the team. Well, yes. nasty. You got to have a plan B. Flexible. I think, and I think Harry would have to manage the team just to get the best out of Paolo. I think players. so. I think so. I like that team, Mark. So we got we got Mervin goal. We got a back three of Bonzo, Rio, and Bobby Moore. We got Sinclair on the right wing back, Dixie on the left wing back, midfield three of Brooklyn Noble and Dev, and then we got Hurst and PDC up front. Sure. Yes. Winners. That'll do, wouldn't it? Winners. Quite sounds great. I'm at, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Winners. Wow. What's that feel like? That sounds a great little... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have no recollection of this. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Well, let's both plead the fifth on that one, I think, exactly. won't we? Yeah. Exactly. God bless us. God bless us. But hopefully, but hopefully we'll, we'll be able to at least uh, have some live sport in the next sort of couple of months um so we're able to sort of really hopefully kick off again with West Ham so uh I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to seeing us back again I thought I think David Moyes has been outstanding agreed uh, as, as a leader in this kind of in the in this period of time he's just you know and, it, and I'm looking forward to him now that he's kind of been given his spot back let's be honest um Kevin Nolan coming in I think is a is a, is a great choice Brilliant. because he's got that experience now isn't he you've done a bit of managing but perhaps as a coach it might be even a better fit for him yeah we, we're getting and we were starting to I, I, we was the green shoots 
the green shoots are there, are. and uh, and those green shoots may be on a neutral pitch somewhere <laughs> nowhere uh, for the next few months. But whatever you look at it, I don't. You know, I, I kind of I want to get back. I think football should get back. Yeah. How the how you know how the dice roll? So be it. I'm I'm not going to be um, get caught tied up by that. I would I, I if, if it doesn't work out for us, I think that's tough because this is an extraordinary time and and you deal with what's in front of you. Exactly. Um, but I, 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 you know, I look, I, I, it's a lot of promise about what we've got. I'm, I like, I like going to the new place because I, got, I get to go to the new place for two reasons. You know, I get to go to the place to see my football team, but I also get to go with my grandkids yeah. who adore the new place. Yes. So yes. You, if I ever start getting too caught up in the good old days, uh, which I'm never, I'm not big on in that sense. All I have to do is look at them, and they adore watching West Ham there. And that's and, and that's they're gonna, exactly they're going to be doing it a lot longer than I am. Exactly, and that's the generation. And and uh, yeah. I mean, my my daughter's the same. Um, you know, she's seven now, so all she knows is the London Stadium, where that's where West yes. Ham play. And yeah. so, although I I made sure that I've got a picture of I took her when she was about two um, to the old grad, just 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 so she's got. Memory. I've got a picture. Well this morning, yeah, uh, every single one of my grandkids got to go to. They, they were at. The, they they got to the ground, hmm. and I think my young uh, one of my youngest ones, Charlie. I don't, I can't, don't think he went, but I've got it's a picture of me me holding him up when he's about when he's nothing. He's weeks old, but he's he's next to my brick because <laughs> you know, I've got I've i still and I got my brick uh, just a few months ago. There's like a young kid who kind of uh, who, who found them all, didn't yeah. reclaim them. Yeah, what amazing job he did! And I went yeah. along and I made a donation and picked up my my happy fortieth birthday brick. So they're in the back garden as well. So I've got what would it be? Yeah, uh, two uh, Ausbrick sizes bits of Upton Park yeah. still with me. So I'll take it. Yeah, well, my, my daughter was scarred after about three days of being born because she was born just, her due date was actually the playoff final, um, 2012. And so I, I had like my phone in one hand, a beer in the other hand, yeah. and literally three o'clock a PPI call came through. Um, and so I was like, oh. no, but, um, she's got, um, yeah, she's obviously, I'm, I'm Essex boy. Um, so, we, so she was born in Queen's Hospital in, in Romford and uh, obviously we've got the West Ham shop. In, in the in the, the shopping centre there, and um, she's got a picture of her about three days old in the playoff trophy. So she, take it. No, that's no, it. That's, that's, that's excellent. That, that'll do. And yeah, that's that's perfect. I, yeah. I, I was born in Rochford, and uh, and for my sins, well, I, I I love Southend is still my bolt hole. Yeah, I got a bloody Tottenham shot. Yeah, no West Ham shot. I got a Tottenham shop in Southend. How mm. the hell that happened? I, Anyway, that's probably anyway. for another occasion. Anyway, yes. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been right, lovely. Pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Brilliant. I'm so pleased that you were let that you that you let me adapt to get the no boys problem. in the pleasure. And thank you to everyone who's been watching. Obviously, like, share, you know, watch them. We've got hours of content. There'll be hours more coming on. And until the next time, thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.